When Jesus sent out his disciples in Matthew chapter 10, he gave them this instruction. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Beware of men. There are so many tricky hidden things when you're dealing with anyone. I have some wonderful examples of this scripture right now. Humans love being wise in their own eyes. When did you ever hear anyone tell you, I paid full price for this? They love to tell you when they get a bargain, when they get a deal, when they get someone to come down, when they are really, really wise. They love to tell you that. Pam Paget, a member of the Body of Christ, has a 17-year-old car which she is putting up for sale. To buy that car new today would cost $55,000. It has 75,000 miles on it, good premium tires, premium brand tires. The motor is in excellent condition. Pam has taken very good care of the car, having the oil changed regularly every 3,000 miles for the past 16 years. She priced the car at 6500 A young man wanted to buy it. His aunt is one of Pam's neighbors and friends. He came over and drove the car. This young man's in his 20s. He came over and drove the car, and he said he wanted to buy it, and he said to Pam... If I paid cash today, how much would you sell the car for today? Pam replied, 6300 But he didn't pay the price that same day. When Pam told me that she had lowered the price, I was really grieved. I, I just felt that was that that young man was operating in pride and greed and tried to pull something, and I was very grieved about it. But now Pam is free from that price because he didn't buy the car the same day. He said, if, you, if I pay you cash today, how much would you sell it for? Well, that price is no longer valid, so she's free. Pam let herself get into a trap by two things. Kelly's Blue Book said that year's Acura was worth $6,300. But that would be any Acura. Pam's car has premium Continental brand tires with very little mileage. The care of her car is excellent, having changed the oil every three months. Her car is worth much more than a blue book price. When I learned that this young man in his 20s and needed a car had to borrow $1,500 to buy this car, I felt strongly he was a worldly young man 
who lived as the world lives up to his gills in debt. I kept being drawn to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 2. Thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. And I felt Pam was snared by lowering that price. Do this now, my son, and deliver thyself. Give not sleep to thine eyes, nor slumber to thine eyelids. Deliver thyself now. And Pam told me that last night she woke up thinking about not wanting to be a part of contributing to this young man's debt. But I told Pam I wouldn't want to be a part to contributing to his pride. And Pam said she'd never thought of that. See, Pam is wanting to basically do a good thing and have him see her as doing a good thing. I want to show him you're greedy and prideful. So we, Pam has come to that position very strongly. God's been working with her on this subject all day long. And he's been showing me things which coincide with what he's been working with her on. Give not sleep to thine eyes, says God, nor slumber to thine eyelids. Deliver thyself as a roe from the hand of the hunter and as a bird from the hand of the fowler. Pam got herself into a trap whereby she was feeding this young man's greed and pride. Also, Pam learned, this young man was lying to her. His aunt is Pam's neighbor and friend, and the aunt told Pam the young man had the money to buy the car. But the young man told Pam he had to go to the bank next week and borrow $1,500 of the money. Pam told this to the aunt. Well, God called all of this to Pam's attention today. And Pam was freed by the fact that this young man several days ago said to her, If I pay you cash today, how much will the car be? Well, that is over. He did not pay cash that day. So that frees her from this young man. Pam called him, and he sent a message to her, a text message, that he was out playing golf today, and he would get back in touch with her later when he finished his golf game. I used to play golf. I played in Clovis, New Mexico, which is nowhere near as expensive as playing on a course in Colorado Springs would be. Golf is very expensive. Here, this young man who didn't have money for the rest of the car is out playing golf today. Well, Pam just sent him a text message telling him the car is now $6,500 if he wants it. She's going to list it immediately on internet for sale and pursue selling the car. And she sent the same text message to his aunt. We know that they all live this way, his aunt and him. They live a very different way of life than we live. 
the aunt identifies herself as a Catholic. She said she might even buy the car, but she said, first, I would have to sell my car. No leading of God, no faith exhibited. We, on the other hand, felt we heard from God to buy this new car. We didn't have to sell our old cars before we bought the new car. We went out and bought the new car and paid cash for it and then put our old cars up for sale. It is a totally different way of life. We know to live completely debt-free and let the money accumulate. We would not buy a new car at all if we did not have the cash to pay for the new car. I know God was leading Pam to free herself and to send a copy to the aunt who lives in Pam's neighborhood. Pam is doing Proverbs 6. The aunt sent a response to Pam, no problem. Pam told her she was going to go ahead and list the car immediately on internet. So it's all clear, Pam is free. It reminds me very much of the house I had for sale in Texas. It was a very high quality, truly custom designed house and custom built. During the height of the coronavirus, I turned to God asking him, what about that house in Texas? Do I need to do anything? I immediately had the concept, lower the price of the house and leave it lowered for one week on a special sale. I told that to my realtor. The house sold in two days' time. It didn't close. They made the offer in two days' time of paying the full price that I asked for at the reduced price. Then the buyers had it inspected, paid to have it inspected. A realtor friend of mine says that when you do that, of course the inspector is going to have to find something wrong with the house to justify the fact he's being paid to inspect the house and make the owners, the new buyers, feel good about the inspection. He came up with a list of things to repair at the house. They were very minor the buyers said they wanted us to, me, to pay for these repairs. They also wanted a $600 warranty on the house. My realtor friend said he never suggests that anybody buy a warranty on a house. They're virtually worthless. Pam's neighbor said that when he got a warranty on his house and wanted him to fix something, they always said to him, that's not covered by this warranty. So it, it was worthless. I don't understand people who have to have the world guarantee them a life on this earth. I don't understand this way of living. I don't live like that. I don't buy warranties unless it's something that is priced where I couldn't replace the item. Such as a house or medical supplement. That is a different matter. So anyway, these people had paid to have the house inspected, and then they backed out of the deal. Well, I was glad they backed out because I had put it at a rock-bottom price. 
I hadn't added extra money to take care of repairs, little repairs like they wanted, or a $600 warranty. So as soon as they backed out, I was glad. I priced the house $7,000 higher than it had been. They came back and wanted the house. Well, then it's $7,000 higher. My new real estate agent said, told them the reason, that the house was priced at rock bottom and they wanted these repairs done. And now the house was $7,000 more if they wanted the house. They did want the house and they had to pay the $7,000 more to get it, which they did pay. We closed on it May 15th and, had, and received the money on May 15th. They could have saved $4,000 if only they had taken the house as is at the lower price and made their own repairs and forgotten the warranty. But no, they had to be guaranteed by the world. Well, that's not the way I live. But I'm a Christian and I'm very glad and grateful that God chose me to be a Christian because if he hadn't, I might be living like these people live. I know that these buyers got a very good house at a bargain, even paying the $7,000 more. Be wise as serpents. Don't let people deceive you. Listen to them. Pick up all the signs. Be wise. We don't have to prejudge them that everybody's going to be awful. I don't want to live that way either. Just pay attention. Just pay attention to what they say. If you pay attention, I believe you'll see what they're doing. Here's another example. I bought a new car recently, and new cars, um, I always have to replace the sound equipment. My hearing is so acute that I have to have different sound equipment on my cars. So the first thing I do with the new car is take it to have sound equipment put on it. I selected a sound equipment business that offered the brand that I know as far as quality of producing sound equipment. I met with the young man and he told me he needed to put an amplifier in the car, which I was sure was right, and he needed to put a subwoofer, which I wasn't sure was right, but I was willing to try this. I think if I don't like it on the car, I can take it out and put it on my home theater equipment, which does not have a subwoofer. Anyway, we agreed on the price and everything, and then at the end of the deal, as he got ready to walk away, he said, Well, I've got to go. I've got other customers. I wrote him off at, with that statement. I knew he had gotten what he wanted from us. Now he was out of there as quickly as possible. I even told Pam when he, she picks up the car, when he gets it fixed, I didn't even want to be there. She just go pick it up. I don't want to deal with this guy. I don't want to be around him. I don't think he is actually crooked. He just showed what he was, that he really wanted no more to do with me. So I told her to just, she would go without me when she picks up the car. 
first it was going to take two days to do the work. Then he said three days. Today he called us and said they need to keep it over the weekend. I said, fine, you can keep it over the weekend, but we want it back by Monday. For we have to put new tires on that car before I'm going to ride in it. It vibrates, and I've had all of these falls and accidents and broken bones, and I can't take that vibration. When I came back from riding in the car after it was delivered to us, it my body just shook for about an hour when I got back into my room and sat in my chair. The vibration was so bad on my body, and I had to take a pain pill, narco, a drug. Now, why didn't I know that the car was that way before we bought it? Because we didn't buy the car that we test drove. We test drove another car that must have had better tires on it. I didn't have any pain with it. We drove up into the mountains a little bit on crooked roads, and there was no pain. But as soon as they delivered this new car, I was in pain when I tried to ride in it. I didn't know what to do, but I told this to our church group and to uh, Wes Graham, a friend of mine, a realtor friend. And Wes immediately responded by telling me that he has a Lexus, and the first thing he had to do with his new cars is has tires put on them because the manufacturer puts a cheaper tire on the car usually. I remembered from that that my dad did that. He was an expert in cars and he always changed the tires on his new cars. This is no problem. We have the solution. We have the money. We can simply go put new tires on the car. We've already decided from internet and reading We've already decided what brand of tire we want, and Pam had already been on the phone checking out these uh, this with other with tire dealers to be sure they had this type of tire, and then we'll make an appointment. So there's no problem. There's really no problem in the sound situation because I want the sound equipment, and I think they will do a good job with the car. I think what they're doing is very good equipment that they're putting in the car, and it will be fine. I just don't want to be around the store manager anymore because I know what he is. I know exactly what he is. He's a worldly person who tells the things that seem to benefit himself, as worldly persons do. Church is not supposed to do that, but I find church people doing the same thing. I won't have anything to do with them either when they do that, when they show signs. But how are you going to be wise as a serpent if you fail to listen to what they're saying and if you excuse everything that they say that troubles you? You've got to listen. And in the time we're coming into, in this period of time, delusion will, uh, it will increase. Evil men and seducers will wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. It will be worse you're really going to have to pay attention to the signs. God will show you when something's wrong. You'll hear it if you listen to them and quit explaining away the stop signs. Quit explaining it away. We use this world, but don't abuse it. And I don't want anyone to suffer loss because of me. We had told this young man at the car uh, sound company that we wanted, I said, I want you to put uh, soundproofing under the hood of that car. 
They'd put a little bit at the manufacturer, but it wasn't nearly enough to deal with road noise. So I told him to put that, and I said, we'll pay you if it costs more. Pam told me a minute ago that it's going to cost $140 more, and I said, fine, no problem. There's no way we will take advantage of this business or this store manager or anyone else. We are going to deal fairly with them and pay what is required. But we're not going to allow ourselves to be deceived with their words. For I know just exactly what's going on. All this delay on that car, I've had it happen so many times. Contractors take the job, come in to do my job. A neighbor sees them doing my job, comes over and says, I've got this job I need done. The contractor leaves my job and goes over and does the neighbor's job. And then the contractor says, oh, I've been delayed. I didn't get the materials in I need. I know he's lying to me. I know that's not true. They put another job ahead of my job. They already had my job tied up with the, the commitment contract and money. So they just ran another job ahead of me, and it delayed my job. I know that. I know that's what's happening at that sound company. But I'm going to get the product I want, the quality of installation I want. I think it'll work out fine. But we're going to put some restrictions on it. Not later than Monday. So you have to be wise as serpents, harmless as doves. You've got to recognize them and not be deceived by them. Don't be deceived by the people. Do not be deceived by them. If you will listen and quit explaining away the stop signs. It's kind of like driving down the highway. And you have... Our highway, the highway of God, we have scriptures. Don't explain them away. Do them. Because they are the highway signs for us. It's just like you're driving down the highway and there is a stop sign there and you run the stop sign and get hit. Well, it's your fault. You ran the stop sign. So you have to look at it. Don't go through the stop signs that God has set up for us. Don't be deceived by them. Be wise as serpents, but harmless as doves. We're not going to hurt anybody. Even if they take advantage of us, even if we miss the stop sign, we are not taking advantage of them because we don't live that way. Let me give you one more example. I owned a business in the 1970s, American Indian Arts Business in Dallas. I was very careful about the merchandise I bought. I used my expertise to protect my customers. I had a natural eye at judging turquoise stones. They can be very tricky. I found out that few people can judge a turquoise stone, but I could. Therefore, I could appraise turquoise jewelry. When you are working with a dealer, in my opinion, it is that dealer's responsibility to protect his customer, to be sure that the customer is getting quality items, and to be sure that the item is priced according to the current market. I was so careful in my business to do that. And yet some people would come in occasionally, just very rarely would they come in, but they tried this with me. How much would you sell this for? And I said to them, 
Would you go to Neiman Marcus and ask them to reduce their price on a garment or a piece of jewelry? No, you wouldn't. I don't either. And they always pay the full price. You see, they, they are buying my expertise in this field. And if you don't believe your dealer has expertise, then don't go to that dealer. They're paying for my ability to judge that turquoise stone and protect them. And I always did that. They don't realize that that is also part of the price. But I never did lower my price when I had a business. I ran a business for about seven years. I didn't lower the price. I put the price on it. That was the price. You can buy it or you can walk away, just like you do at Neiman's. And I found they always bought it. People are very greedy and very prideful. They love to say, I got this deal. I got her to come down. I bought this for such and such. Pride, pride of man. I don't want to contribute to it. I don't intend to contribute to it. Well, in conclusion, do what Jesus says. Be wise as serpents, harmless as doves. Be not deceived by them and beware of them. And those who call themselves a Christian are included in this beware of them. Because Jesus was sending his disciples out to the, the people of Israel, the nation of Israel. In Matthew chapter 10, that's who the disciples were sent to. He didn't send them to the world. He sent them to what we have today as the church. And he said, be wise as serpents and as harmless as doves. Beware of men. Beware of those who say they are Christians. Especially if they come telling you which church they attend. Those are the worst. Because when they say which church they attend, they cause division immediately in the body of Christ. We shouldn't even be having all these denominations. There's one faith, one Lord, one baptism. Ephesians chapter 4. But they bring their denominations in. And they're proud of their denominations. I don't put up for this with this one second. I don't want to be around anyone who tells me which church he goes to. And I never ask them, which church do you go to? Because to me, there's one church and only one church. And it's not the Catholic or Church of Christ who have taught in the past that they are the one church. It's the people who are born again and follow the Spirit of God. That is the church. So be careful. Jesus said in the end times, many would come in his name saying, I am Christ and would deceive many. They will come saying they are Christians. And because they say that, they will deceive many. And he said, be not deceived by them. I'm quoting from Matthew chapter 24. Let's do that, what he said. Be not deceived by them. This is Joan Boney. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.